From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. All right, let's have some fun today. I understand that big balloon who works out with Pritzker from Georgia talked about the heartbeat of the babies. We know how these baby-murdering Democrats think, these wretched souls. I'd like to meet the caballero that is interested in knocking up that chick. What's her name, Stacey Abrams? Who gives a rip with that whale says about anything huh it's like asking her for advice is this fattening in the meantime i want to talk about more important things things like propaganda that we have been inundated with since this dimwit in diapers stole the office see they needed to get the office away from donald trump donald trump in my opinion had some flaws there's no question about it i i completely disagreed with his decision to go along with the democrat mafia and use COVID as an excuse to bastardize and destroy the principles of property rights. I couldn't have disagreed with anybody more. But I loved his foreign policy, for it was in that foreign policy that the key laid to change the course, the trajectory of a, of a corrupt America. Because, quite frankly, if you know anything about our weaponized currency, if you know anything about our CIA budget, if you know anything about the military-industrial complex about our actions abroad in all kinds of atrocities from South America to Europe, then you understand uh, we're the bad guy. We are the bad guy. Sorry, I hate to bring it to you. But the CIA, uh, the black budget of which none of us know what it is, and the trillions of dollars that have been stolen in stooges like the Bush family and the rest of it, that's what that system likes. They did not like Donald Trump. They didn't like the idea that he wanted to have an open discussion with Vladimir Putin, that he wanted to have an open dialogue and have the little dictator, the only fat guy in North Korea, not only know him, but be aware he wasn't messing around. And, you know, he was right. Donald Trump was right. And that's the hardest thing for the Fabians and the Marxists and the mafia members to to uh, give him credit for. He was right. So when we implemented sanctions on the American people and said it was for Russia, I knew what was going to happen. I think everybody with an IQ over 30 knew what was going to happen um, when it came to our costs and our quality of life. As we head into fall, it looks like it's going to cost you a little bit more to heat your home this year. Natural gas prices now up nearly 60% year to date. And that's just natural gas. Oil went up because they needed it to go up. The Saudis and the corrupt... OPEC and the corrupt control of oil prices and manipulation, they didn't like it cheap. They didn't like the policy of pull it out, American exporting, American independence, energy. They don't like it. They like it now, where morons can tell you don't plug in your car and normal people are dragged into poverty. This is how a totalitarian government likes you. They like you as servants. They couldn't afford for you to be rich. So they found a very creative way to bring you in. But they had to initiate the old Cold War because that's when these entities, this this black budget CIA, the military-industrial complex, they get trillions, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. 
and we talk about the invasion of Ukraine, a country embroiled in a civil war, and they don't talk about the invasion of the Sinaloa cartel in America, right there in that sewer of Chicago and every other Democrat city. They don't talk about the destruction to Americans. See, but I do, and I remember when Donald Trump first won. I remember this clip because it came out of an organization. You know, I hear a lot of, we have a lot of callers that, that talk about the Great Reset, and the Bilderbergs, and Soros. They ain't got nothing on the Rand Corporation. Nothing. 1948. It calls itself, you know what the official description of the, of the Rand Corporation is? By the way, it is the common denominator of every foreign policy, every CIA scandal this country's ever had. It came up in 1948. The Rand Corporation is an American nonprofit. It's nothing more profitable than a nonprofit. Global policy think tank. Ooh. It was created by Douglas Aircraft Company right after World War II, 1948. It's financed by the U.S. government and private endowment corporations, universities, and private individuals. Now, if that doesn't say CIA, nothing does. And you don't know how much money they have. But I pay attention to these idiots. See, I don't watch men in costumes chase balls. I don't give a rip about the Bears and the Packers or the Bulls or whatever the hell the girls' team is. I don't care. I focus on this. And when Trump won, I remember this cut. Number one, because the guy sounds like an educated Daffy Duck. Number two, because it led the blueprint of what we're living through today. The Defense Department asked us to look at how can we impose costs in Russia. Specifically, first of all, I have a problem with a speech impediment. I don't like guys with speech impediment. I don't trust you. What the hell are you saying? And you don't sound stupid with that British accent. You sound like Daffy Duck. The Defense Department asked us to look at how can we impose costs in Russia. Specifically, what can we do to force Russia to invest more in different areas than it would cost the United States? We looked at Russia's vulnerabilities and anxieties. Vulnerabilities, principle, is its heavy dependence on oil and gas exports. Do you understand? They want to destroy that more than bring you quality of life that Donald Trump's policy brought you. It's more important to the Rand Corporation, all of which are multi-multi-millionaires. Believe me, they could all stroke a check for a million. It ain't dust to them. In the meantime, they're interested in bastardized foreign policy to reenact the Cold War that they've been trying to do since Ronald Reagan ended it. See, Bush and the CIA and all the rest of the, the dark underbelly of this country, the profiteers on stupidity and corruption, they didn't like it. They don't like peace. They need this kind of climate. This is when their money is made. So they're plotting, as Donald Trump wins, to how to stoke the Cold War again. Uh, this is a significant portion of its uh, GDP, significant portion of its uh, government income. Uh, anxieties, the regime is uh, concerned about its own stability, survivability. This may be an exaggerated concern, but it's definitely a concern. They remember the collapse of the Soviet Union. They remember the color revolutions in Ukraine and Serbia and Georgia. Um, and uh, they fear that the same might occur in Russia. We look so they're looking to stoke riots. So when you woke up this morning and they told you there are riots, the airport is backed up, people is, are in chaos, they're bringing up 300,000. That's because we are stoking those riots in Russia. Just like we stoked them all over South America, just like we stoked them all over 
Eastern Europe, just like we stoked them in the Middle East. We are doing this because we needed them to lose their source of revenue. We were more concerned with them losing their prosperity than us. And we're the ones that always pay the, t- the toll. That a range of measures across a variety of different a range policy of areas. You we look moron. at geopolitical measures, ideological Marble measures, mouth. military investments, economic investments, and like. In general, the most promising measures were in the economic domain. Primarily two, expanding U.S. energy production and intensifying the sanctions regime. Expanding energy production would increase global supply, decrease prices, and therefore decrease revenue coming to Russia for its budget and for its overall economy. There are a number of further things we can do with sanctions. One is to broaden them. So sanctions right now mostly apply to oil, to some financial institutions, to people, and to defense and intelligence industry. Three years ago, that is. Three years ago. This is yesterday from the one with the wet diapy. We stood with Ukraine. Like you, now it's no secret that in the contest between democracy and autocracy, Russia in the meantime is pumping out lies, trying to pin the blame for the crisis, the food crisis, on the sanctions imposed by many in the world for the aggression against Ukraine. So let me be perfectly clear about something. Another guy that can't talk. Our sanctions explicitly allow explicitly allow Russia the ability to export food and fertilizer. No limitation. It's Russia's war that is worsening food insecurity, and only Russia can end it. So what they're willing to tell you, what they're doing, is they're willing to sacrifice the people in Europe. They're willing to sacrifice the cost of your natural gas, of your oil. They're willing to sacrifice you to stoke the Cold War again. So when I hear... All of these allegations, I think back to when George Bush Jr. pulled us out of the agreement, the missile agreement, the the weapons agreement, that now we wake up every day and we have to be worried that there's going to be a nuclear war. I remember when that happened. The United States today formally withdrew from a landmark nuclear missile pact with Russia after... Oh, I like it better when we hear it in the moron's voice. That neither side would launch a nuclear attack because it knew the other would respond, thereby destroying both. Today, I have given formal notice to Russia, in accordance with the treaty, that the United States of America is withdrawing from this almost 30-year-old treaty. I have... That's George Bush. It's, why would you withdraw from that? Why would you withdraw that? Then under the Obama years, as Ukraine goes into a civil war, the complaints against by Russia, against what was going on in that civil war, the allegations of the biolabs. Russia has accused the United States of plugging millions of dollars into funding biolabs in Ukraine, all of which were possibly involved in trying to produce biological weapons. After first accusing Kyiv of developing dirty bombs, the Russian Defense Ministry has said that it has proof that Ukraine is collaborating with the United States to develop biological weapons and spent over $200 million to do so. And then we had a Biden official... Answer as much that we have been doing. And all of the time, who is running the barrier between communication between us and Russia, us and North Korea? Who? Who is running? 
the key members of the government, specifically the Democrat Party. You know, I think the most important thing is to have open lines of uh, communication. We had this during the debate that CNN hosted where we discussed, should, you, should we be talking to Putin? Absolutely, we should have open lines of communication because the most important thing not to have happen is to have an accident happen where one side or another shoots down one of uh, uh, the opposition's fighter jets. So uh, it's a very messy situation. You know, the question is, are they killing ISIS or al-Nusra? Well, you know, sometimes it's difficult to tell. See, if you're trying to prevent war, you don't want this kind of propaganda. You want open communication. You want to solve the problem. But in the meantime, we are very comfortable being slaves. So when this story broke today, no one batted an eye. Meanwhile, two American veterans who were held by Russian forces are now free. Alexander John Robert Druk and Andy Tai Nukwen, both volunteers from Alabama, were captured while fighting for Ukraine in June. They're huh. I wonder if the Rand Corporation paid for their flight over. I wonder how many others. Do you really think it was the Azovs and the Tornadoes who pushed back Russia over the last three weeks? That was us. We're fighting this war. Just like we're occupying Syria. Just like we're fighting in Somalia. Just like we're fighting in Yemen. By the way, whatever happened with Libya and the Duchess of Chaffington, I don't worry about it. Or does this not matter? Because this all plays a part in the Dow Jones, in your energy costs. This all plays a part in the wallowing in mediocrity and futilnomics of the Biden administration. So if you're going to solve the problem, solve the problem. Or just continue to live in the world that the mafia paints you. And after all, I guess at that point, then we're going to have to care what, uh, what people like this think. There was a bus of migrants that was dropped off in front of your home. Also, Governor DeSantis flew migrants from Texas to Martha's Vineyard. Can you understand the political point that DeSantis and Abbott are trying to make here? They're playing games. These are political stunts with real human beings. Yeah, just like our foreign policy. Just like our wars. Just like the money being made by how many shill corporations as they take it away from you, the working man. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The summer wind came blowing <laughs> nice call, squirrel. From across the sea. This is a topic that I think um, we need it to discuss because the foreign policies of this country is what led us to the position we're in. Joe Biden represents everything wrong with foreign policy over the last 50 years. Joe Biden is more interested in being in on the scam than he is on tearing anything down, which also explains why $31 million was given to him by the Chinese Communist Party. His son headed up an investment fund of $1.5 billion. And the AG in New York sues Donald Trump about fluffing up real estate prices. Why? Because the internal workings of corruption in our government are fine with Joe Biden's corruption. Because Joe Biden put in place the military-industrial complex into fifth gear. And that's what they needed, rather than anybody talking about the real issues. How do we calm down the idea that we are on the precipice of what could be nuclear war? Is that, does that not matter? Because that'll make the 300-point turnaround in the stock market look like candy. Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine. 
According to the U.S. government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery and shelling. And these it also explains why your government doesn't want any investigation into the bio lab in Wuhan. It also explains why Pfizer spent millions of dollars in 2009 to open up a research and development lab in Wuhan. See, there's a collaboration here and it's against you. It's to get the third World War III, the Cold War, active again. This is when the money flows, and they need the money to flow because their Ponzi scheme is running out. See, people are getting aggravated about what it really means and what kind of costs are coming to us. According to the Delaware Public Service Commission, who says the increase is mostly related to the energy crisis in Europe. The commission says nearly 42% of households in the state rely on natural gas for home heating, the commission is reporting that some customers who rely on natural gas for heat could see a hike of more than $25 during some winter months. I had the clip from two days ago of Germany nationalizing the natural gas pipelines from Russia that run through Ukraine. So now all they got to do is tap them from Ukraine. And in the meantime, America can bring the natural gas there. I think this is important. Mitchell. This plane's. Uh, Sean, first of all, you know the Cuban Missile Crisis of 1962 with Kennedy? Yep. Okay. Well, first of all, that was a complete joke. By 1968, okay, those missiles <laughs> were taken out in Turkey. And by the way, they weren't doing anything. And by 68, there were 30,000 troops, uh, Soviet troops in Cuba. That's how, that's how bad that deal was with Kennedy. He yeah. back-channeled against all the advice of XCOM. And he had his father make the wrong decision, and it was a ruse. I'm telling you right now. Now, fast forward what's going on with Russia. That's not, they're, just, they're the master chess players. They're not going to invoke a nuclear war against Ukraine. Why? Because it, it would affect their best interests. Of course. And what they're trying to do is, and of course, here's the bottom line. They know that it's such a corrupt country that they're doing the fighting. Sloppy Joe Biden knows that Russia is doing their fighting exactly what we did with Russia in 1980 and 1988 in Afghanistan. It's a parallel universe, Sean. This yeah. is a ruse. But Mitchell, if you remember in the Kennedys, John F. Kennedy would have never went into Vietnam. He reluctantly, he didn't want to go in. He wasn't going to go in. But the government, our government, needed us to go into Vietnam. They needed that fraud. They were, well, they were pushing us to go into Vietnam. And you remember the Rand Corporation? And the papers from yes. Vietnam, they're the ones that started it all. It's all the same well, players. That's why when I hear people talk about the, the Great Reset, focus on what you already have as a problem. I agree. The Great Reset is a real thing. There's no question about it. And the Rand Corporation is clearly manipulating that as well. As the clip I played to you was three years old. Thank you for your call. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? All right. I could have went with the abortion uh, with uh, Stacey Abrams. I could have went with Talib. I could have went with Kamala Harris. But I was all filled up on stupid. I wanted to go after something that's real. It's happening, and it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed. It looks like we're going definitely into a cold war again, maybe even a hot one, as we've been sending you troops Dr. to Ukraine. Uh, Stacey Abrams? You mean Dr. Stacey Abrams? Yeah, Dr. Stacey Abrams. Come on. Doctor, you know right? what? Only cooks are supposed to be 400 pounds, not doctors. Am I going to go to a 400-pound woman with love handles on her neck to tell me what's wrong with me? Go ahead. Yeah. 
And what I wanted to talk about is this interest rate keeps going up. If this interest rate keeps going up, aren't they going to have to give us more money to uh, to finance, uh, to give us like more than 30% so we can buy solar panels and uh This economic climate window? is intentional. The fast turnaround from prosperity no, I, is intentional. Right, I understand. The Democrats need us to be in an economic downturn. They need us in economic turmoil. That's when they print trillions, and it goes to the same oligarchs. So explain this to me again. By them uh, making the interest rates higher, that's going to slow us from buying things, and that's going to bring the inflation down. Is that, is that what they're trying I to do? I have said from the beginning... The, the, what is custom is to think that the higher the, the interest rates are, that that lowers inflation. No, it does not. It destroys, it destroys demand because people are thrown into poverty. They're intentionally exactly. bankrupting over 50% of the country. This is intentional. It is crazy. And only the rich right. will survive and everyone else will have to rebuild again, just like always. And it's time to I stop. This isn't things. conventional wisdom. This is conventional destruction. And it's anti-American, and it's illegal. I'm still going forward with suing them. 312-642-5600 after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation. And around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. All right, I got it. All right. You know, I, I want to explain that first half hour. It's important to understand the macro picture because these policies are intentional economic suicide. The Biden administration is here to destroy the quality of life, the freedoms and the principles of America and sell it to you so you have sympathy. So you are somehow dragged into some, oh, it's what are you going to do? They tried their best, as always, because we have given government the power to fail and itself succeed as we give it more power and more money. And we're doing this again. When the reality is all we have to do is reflect to just not that long ago, when so many things were far better and the trajectory of America was on the rise, the quality of your life was on the rise, and in just two short years, you're in this swamp. And we're hoping and wishing Oh, Republicans get in. Well, unless they're the right Republicans, they're going to go along with this nonsense. They See, oil, natural gas, and the overarching philosophy of sovereign nations, sovereignty, and the respect for those others, that's essential to the quality of life we, we are searching for, we need. What we have now is this corrupt corporatocracy that needs to come to an end. $54 was the average price of oil for the first two and a half years of the Trump administration. $54. Everyone was doing great. But the corrupt aspects who control that monopoly, who have a monopoly on that, they want you to think it isn't. Believe me, it is. They needed it where it is today, where it's $90 and you think it's a deal. Ooh, WTTI, or WTI is 83. No, no, no. That's not the one you keep your eye on. You keep your eye on the Brent. And that's where they make their money. Maybe this is too deep. I don't think it is. I think it's worth paying attention to. Because if you're going to change things, you're going to have to recognize who the bad guy is. And it's Washington, D.C. Sharon, Chicago. Hey, Sean. Hi. 
Hey, what do you think about this uh, 41-year-old man that ran down and murdered this 18-year-old kid because he's a Republican? And he's I out think, on $50,000 $50, bail. Sharon, uh, I'm going to use you as a lead-in. Hold on. Just hang on. Don't say anything. A 41-year-old suspected killer, Shannon Brandt, who admitted to hitting an 18-year-old, Kaylor Ellingson, with his car over the teen's conservative views, was released yesterday on a $50,000 bond. Brandt has been charged with vehicular homicide and leaving the scene of a deadly incident. It's okay, as long as the kid that he killed is a conservative. If the yeah. kid happened to be a minority transgender communist with a lisp and a miniskirt, there'd be riots throughout the country. But because the or, kid was or, a conservative who supported Trump, it's as okay as Ashley Babbitt, the only person to really be killed in the party, also called an insurrection. It's as offensive as when Bob Creamer, the husband of the most unattractive woman, which is saying something, Jan Schakowsky in Congress, organized organized violence at the Trump rally. Do you remember that? The undercover yep. videos yep. produced by discredited conservative activist James O'Keefe suggest it was Democratic operatives hired political activists working in coordination with the DNC to instigate violence and incite reactions at Trump rallies. And in one of the undercover videos, Scott Fovel, a subcontractor for a DNC-hired firm called Democracy Partners, Supposed to explain partners just right how he does it. There's a script. Okay. There's a script of engagement. Sometimes the crazies bite and sometimes the crazies don't bite. When they're outside the rally, mm -hmm. they're more effective out. They're harder to get in. The media will cover it no matter where it happens. I assume it's always in the rally. Initiating the conflict. Now, Sharon, do you know who he was working for? Bob Creamer. He was working for Bob Creamer. Those were Bob Creamer's instructions. The party on January 6th that turned into a riot at the direction of the FBI and Ray Epps was also the same playbook. So when you see this lunatic, scumbag, Marxist, Democrat roach kill an 18-year-old Trump supporter, society that runs this government right now, the corrupt Democrat mafia says, okay, they don't give a rip about that kid. They care more and about the 41-year-old one... scumbag because that's a Democrat voter. So we have to get him out on bail. The election's in 45 days. Now, while he's on bail, guess what he can do? He can vote. That's all that matters to these scum. The lying mob media has not covered one minute of this. Not one minute. Sure, why would they? Where's Chuck Gowdy? He's waiting for Valentine's Day to come out to find out why FTD is late uh -huh. on their deliveries to sweethearts. Stupid son of a dog. CBS wrote 400 words on this article. Never once was that kid was killed because he was a Republican. I that wanna, was never mentioned. Uh, I, I feel the same way about Ashley Babbitt. I feel the same way. If you remember the Trump rally at, the, at UIC, the kid got hit in the face with a brick. You remember that? It was another kid. Yep. Another 18-year-old kid. And what happened to Bob uh, Creamer? What happened to Bob? Absolutely nothing. In fact, Sharon, what they did is they took his idea and they made it part of our government policy. And the group known as Forever Bothering Italians decided to run with it. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh... He's talking, by the way, to a bimbo 
who happens to be the number three at the FBI. Bimbo, Democrat. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents... Why can't she answer it? Did any FBI agents act? You know, like Bob Creamers. What was the name of, I told you to write down? Democracy Up Your Ghoul? What's it called, his organization? Agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th. I can't answer that, sir. Why can't you answer that? Hey, you, dimwit, in the pedal skirt. Why can't you answer that with that stupid hairdo? Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Oh, God. Who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Really? Go down to your little employment booth. Check the index card for who you paid. Well... There are a lot of well, people who are understandably very are concerned, understandably about, Mr. concerned Epps. about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. Now play the clip of the incontinent so-called president meandering around in his diaper, talking about the five people that were murdered on January 6th, which he's wrong again. See if any one of these Democrats scum mentioned the veteran who was shot in the neck by the coward, fat-ass cop. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I love that song, but stop messing around. I got a guy calling from long distance, Adam Poland. Good afternoon, Mr. Thompson. Good afternoon, Adam. Thank you very much for calling. I have a, I have a question for you, and uh, don't laugh. You know, I am a human. I know that I am human. And sometimes I'm thinking, it is impossible that human can lie like the, these politicians. I can imagine myself standing on the front of the camera and lie like they are lying, having this kind of idea like solving the problems, homelessness problems in, the, in the California, but ch- by changing the name from homeless to unhoused. So my question is, are they human? Maybe they are from different planets. Maybe they are here to destroy us. <laughs> and if there's somebody don't like my idea, don't sue me. I don't no, have no, no. a 45 million I, I will tell you this, dollars. Adam, as you go back throughout history and you look at man's inhumanity to man, I think there's nothing more human than being deceitful, than being vicious, than being violent. That's what we are. We are animals. The question is, is the character of mankind improving? And the answer from what you see is no. And the intellect of man, from everything you see, is still in its infancy. And, you know, I, I go back, there was a find that no one's really talking about. I don't, it was a few years ago. It was that uh, civilization that they find um, it, like 16,000 years before Christ. It's uh, Gobekli or Gobekli Tempe. I don't know if you saw it. It's an ag- uh, these, these archaeologists stumbled upon the find. And the civilization they, that they can track goes 16,000 years before Christ. And you know what they found? Slave houses, prisons, murder houses so we're still as stupid as we were then and that's the real question and the policies prove it you know we're standing at a time where we've been so smart to create weapons of mass destruction and here you have governments around the world 
that are interested in rebuilding those weapons rather than going back to the treaties that were negotiated 45 years ago. And they're telling you it's a good thing. And the destructive policies that you refer to, those aren't policies of capitalism. Those are policies of corruption and policies of corporatism and and collectivism. So we're doing those things again. So if you're asking me, do I think it's that somebody evil is human? That's absolutely human. The question is, if you can become intellectual enough to understand why you shouldn't maybe sometimes act as your nature. That's the question. Uh, Christine Rogers Park. What are you kidding me? You just heard this. Oh, uh, the Kramer thing. So, you know, I've been going back 15 years since this old blog called the Broken Hearted Rogers Park. Isn't Aunt Jan, that's what he's called. Bobby Kramer is a sexual deviant. And yes, he finds Jan Schakowsky arousing. That's a freak. I thought he went to jail for check-kiting. What was that? I thought he actually went to jail for check-kiting. If no, you look at we got off of that, Christine. Come on, you know this. Democrats don't go to jail. They get jobs in government. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. I heard you talking about the, um, the FBI um, or the woman who was in the congressional hearing. I think it was with Grassley. But I didn't know if you had seen today in the um, uh, New York Post. Uh-huh. Uh, they posted an um, article that one of the FBI whistleblowers was relieved of all his duties his badge and something because he told the truth that he wouldn't want to go out after all these people that they're going across the country looking for people anywhere near the capital mary ellen and they want to arrest them i have a friend of mine who was an fbi agent northwest side you live in the northwest side and i'm guessing you lived there for years 50 years mike madigan ran a corrupt mafia a corrupt law firm 50 years the fbi headquarters is a quarter mile away that's all i got to say to you about the fbi they're an apparatchik of the democrat la cosa nostra 312-642-5600 he's sean thompson hello mr thompson and this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Look at what's happening to America. There are many reasons you can blame. You can find all kinds of excuses, but the reality is it's because Americans in general are stupid. Take a look at your evening news. Look at the kids. Look at the products of the education system. You're in Chicago, after all. Find a, a news reporter or, or, or one of the people on the news that are not embarrassing. I blame the education system. I'm not the only one. My next guest, Sherry Few, is the founder and president of the United States Parents Involved in Education. Her mission is to end, their mission is to end the U.S. Department of Education and federal education mandates. She also is the executive producer of the documentary Truth and Lies in American Education. Sherry, thank you for joining me. How are you? I am well, Sean. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. And you know something, Sherry, I have fought against everything that involves 
kind of the forced participation in a socialist platform from Social Security, but as somebody who was involved in the real estate business, one of the greatest financial swindles in America is the American education system. Uh, Chicago, Illinois pays $28,000 per kid, and we can't find anybody that can say the word ask. We now have schools that have just as many employees as they do students. It is a money laundering scheme to the teachers' union. Is there a possible way to stop it, not to mention the indoctrination? Oh, wow. Bless your heart. I And I'm from the South, so that's what we say down here. But in a sincere way, you know, that's, that's challenging. I'm in South Carolina, and, you know, we thought it was bad that we spend 13000 per student, but... 28, that's outrageous. 28,000, and when you watch the news tonight and you see the kids that are robbing people on the CTA, that are robbing cars, that are shooting 81-year-olds, that are mugging women, they're all kids. They're all kids. Yeah. And when they capture the kids, they're, they're illiterate. They can't read. Right. They have no other option but to rob. We're, we're producing the ignorance that is destroying our society, not to mention they, they, the government does like people stupid enough to vote for this 81-year-old dimwit. Well, they want to keep them stupid, and they also want to indoctrinate them as much as possible. So, you know, they're indoctrinating them with uh, Marxist theories. Now, we've all heard about critical race theory. Well, that's not the only Marxist theory. There is a thing called culturally relevant pedagogy that is a pet, you know, it's a, a method of teaching that they train the teachers in, and it covers all of the critical theories. There's critical queer theory, critical gender theory, critical feminist theory. So this setup is against white uh, male heterosexuals because they are the oppressors and every other race and ethnicity is oppressed and, and LGBTQ are, are oppressed and women even are oppressed. I, I don't feel very oppressed myself, but this is what they're teaching children. And it's an intentional agenda and it is going to topple what left of America's freedom we have if we don't stop the indoctrination of children in government schools. You know, Sherry, I'm I'm reflecting. You know, I grew up in a in a very very blue collar area that was heavily Democrat run. Now, granted, I'm I'm old. However, my friends are parents now. I was very involved. I kind of recognized the failing in government school. My wife and I worked very very hard to make sure our kids didn't have to go to it. But when you realize the way in which it preys upon people who cannot sacrifice like that, who cannot earn, who cannot pay the mere pittance. In, in, in our case in Chicago, I was complaining about it. I was paying one-third of what I was paying through property taxes for an average student in the public school system. Why has it been able to exist since 1978, which is relatively new in the government world, and yet it has produced the kind of stupidity that we see in our nation? How have they been able to keep this failure, this corruption, alive for this many years? Well, you know, it just uh, gets progressively worse uh, over time. You know, the education industry is a huge money-making industry, which you, you know, you alluded to earlier with, you know, the number of teachers versus the number of students in your schools. There is so much money to be made in education. And so, you know, anytime there's uh, money, that's where you're going to find corruption and, and the root of evil. And what, what they're teaching children in government schools is truly evil it is truly an intentional agenda. And, you know, um, the movie that we produced exposes so much of this. We produced a film that's released recently named 
Truth and Lies in American Education. And we have an all-star cast of experts, people that have written books and research, college professors and uh, psychologists, and they're all exposing in this film uh, that what's happening in government schools. There's the sexualization of children. There's the anti-American propaganda. There's the Marxist critical theories. All of this and more is exposed in this film. And the goal of the film is to educate viewers about what's happening because so many people have turned a blind eye to this, especially if they don't have children in the government schools. They think, oh, well, this doesn't affect me. Well, they better wake up and realize that it does affect them. Not only are their tax dollars paying for it, but it is our country's freedom is seriously at risk if we don't stop the liberal indoctrination of children. Now, Sherry, I don't know how old you are. You sound like you're 22. But in my Uh, world, (laughs) when I went to school, a teacher wouldn't have thought, thought about mentioning sex ever. Not, Not their proclivities, not their preference, certainly not to children. The parents would have went in there and dragged them behind the car like newlyweds. How did this happen to change, and is anybody making the connection between this, this topic among children and simultaneously the massive expansion in, in, in depression among teens, in, in this mental illness, in counseling? You know, we didn't have counselors. I never heard of a kid when I was in school, high school, grade school, even college. What do you mean you're depressed? What do you mean you're going to counseling? How did this take over my nation? And can they not recognize it's not working? Oh, boy. So I'm not 22, but thank you for the compliments. I had to laugh. Um, I'm 60, so, you know, I go back a ways, too. But do I, I do remember when sex education was introduced in the uh, early 70s, I think it was. or might even been the 60s because it was new to our schools. It was taught in home ec. But, you know, over the years, it just it got worse and worse. I've actually been um, involved with absence education movements, trying to fight some of the insidious sex education uh, in the schools. In fact, that's how I started our organization 20 years ago because of some insidious sex education material. So it has been happening over time. But, you know, in the last few years, it has just gotten blatantly in your face. This transgender movement is is horrific and what they are doing to children i consider child abuse how they are teaching them that they may may not be the gender that they're born to be and cause them to question when they're not even thinking about sex and one of the people we interview in our film and by the way the website for the film is truthandliesfilm.us if your listeners want to go and check out the film but one of the people we interview is bernadette Broyles, who is an attorney. She's a Harvard grad. She's very smart. She's also a scientist. And she started an organization called Child and Parental Rights Campaign, and they provide pro bono legal help for families whose children have been um, groomed to be uh, a gender uh, contrary to their biological gender by the government schools and often without parental knowledge or consent. So that's how blatant the issue is. That, that she started an entire organization uh, to combat this in our country. It's very sick and very sad. Now, I know you're involved in a lawsuit already, but now that we have the ability to sue politicians, as you're seeing slip-and-fall attorneys sue Governor Ron DeSantis, why is it that we cannot sue these, these people who work 
in this or in this entity of the Department of Education, sue teacher unions and sue them for specific performance as we've been paying them astronomical fees and they have been producing illiterates. We now have the data of the of of how many kids can't even read. I mean there has to be some recourse of the people because after all you're forced to pay 80% of your property taxes go for these corrupt organizations especially in these democrat strongholds. Are, is there an opportunity to sue these corrupt incompetent fools? Well, I wish we had more resources to sue because as you mentioned I'm involved with the lawsuit and my husband and I have taken our personal resources to sue our local school district. And I can tell you it's an uphill battle. It, it, you know, it seems we're learning that it's highly unlikely that a judge will even rule against a government entity. It's, it's as though they can say things and they just accept it as truth and they have no evidence. So it's very discouraging um, for citizens who, especially those who take their own resources and try to sue, However, there are some organizations, um, some good pro bono organizations, like the one I just mentioned with Bernadette Boyles. There's also one called Alliance Defending Freedom, where they are providing pro bono legal help. Lawsuits are expensive. They're extremely expensive. And the oh, average citizen. And then the government entity, you know, they're using our tax dollars to fight us in these lawsuits. So it, it is very discouraging. But we need to keep up the fight. We need not give up. We, we cannot give up. And that's why I, I'm personally suing my local school district over hiding training materials that are critical race theory and then telling the public they're not teaching it. And I live in South Carolina, you know, compared to Illinois, it's an extremely conservative state. And so even here in my own backyard, this is happening. And that's what we um, expose in the movie. And, you know, while I have a minute before we run out of time, I'd like to make a shout out to our Illinois PIE chapters, so that's Illinois Parents Involved in Education. We have 20 state chapters across the country, but Terry Newsom is the PIE president there, and he's doing an excellent job. He was actually responsible for shutting down the Drag Queen Bingo event at the Downers Grove Public Library. Yeah. And he's been involved in several uh, controversial issues. He's been exposing... He's been on my show. Gen- Gender queer. What's that? I think he's been he's been on my show a couple times, hasn't he, Honey Bunny? Yeah, three no or four doubt. times I've had him on the show. And yeah. um, you know, this is this is great, but these are these are uh, battle victories, and it's the war we need to win. And you know, I'm wondering, um, has there been any investigation into the into the money of this? You know, as you look at these entities, and you realize the kind of money that's in. The, the the kids struggling with all kinds of different illnesses, all kinds of different depression. You realize that this is kind of paid for by those same entities that are pushing this agenda. There's a scandal in uh, Vanderbilt Hospital for this transgender where they're performing these surgeries on, on, on young girls and they're giving them mastectomies and they're chemically castrating boys who claim to be transgender. There's this whole thing going on in hospitals around the the country, if we find out that this is also something that's paid for by Obamacare or paid for by uh, government insurance, is there a possible way to follow the money? Because all agendas by government have money. It always is about money and control. Is there a way to follow the money in this uh, bastardization of education in this country? Well, you know, that's why our mission is to close the Department of Education and end all federal education mandates. 
because we understand that's where most of the nefarious pedagogies come from. And they're incentivized with government dollars, with federal government dollars. So, you know, we send our money up from the state to the federal government, and then they send it back to us with, you know, siphoning off the majority of it and tell us we can have it if we comply with the things they want us to do. And, you know, most states only receive about 10% of their education budget from the federal government. And yeah. so we have to learn to wean ourselves off the federal dole so we don't have to comply with all their mandates. With Common Core, it was the Race to the Top grant. Um, with Critical Race Theory, it's COVID relief money, believe it or not. They tied the COVID relief money to requiring school districts to advance equity and inclusion, which we all know means critical race theory. You know, so that's how the thriving states to teach this liberal agenda, and, and it is a money trail. It's a money issue. That's why we want to restore local and parental control of schools and even the states need to be weaned back because um, the money is driving everything that's happening in the classroom. There were so many things I liked about Donald Trump's administration, and then there were so many things I didn't. One of the things that infuriated me was Betsy DeVos. The first thing she said when she got out of office is, I really wanted to end the Department of Education. Well, she, she could have. Do you think you're ever going to get a politician who has the fortitude to end this criminal entity? Well, I think somebody like Governor DeSantis might. You know, I love his courage and everything he's done in Florida. He stood against the liberals, and he's been strong on education policy like I've never seen a governor or any sort of a, um, a national leader. And, and I am a big fan of Trump, too. But to tell you the truth, he was weak on education policy. Yeah. He did choose boss. Not a good choice at all. He had his daughter involved with education policy. Very liberal ideas she had. So... You know, we've got to have somebody that does have the courage to stand up and make it happen. And, you know, it's such a great campaign ploy to say, you know, I'm going to close the Department of Ed. Even Ronald Reagan said it. But, you know, for somebody to actually do it is something else. And the other thing about Betsy DeVos saying, you know, that we ought to close it. Now she thinks we ought to close it. Her plan is not a good plan at all. She just wants to move the functions into other agencies. And that will not change a thing. We've got to shut it all down from the federal level. Our organization, United States Parents Involved in Education, our website is USPIE, USPI.org. We have a blueprint. We have developed a blueprint that in five easy steps shows how we can shut it down. And that's what we're going to work with Congress on uh, once we have some effective people we can work with again and you know have a majority of people that will work with us. Um, but that's what our organization is about because we understand that is the root of the evil. She is Sherry Few. I feel better after the interview. I want to thank you very much for coming on. I'm going to check in with you from time to time if that's okay. And I want my people to go check it out. It's USPIE.org. Keep them alive. We need them. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining me. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM 560. And they ain't getting one. You know what else is funny? The cost of it all. The shanty that I owned in Elmwood Park, when you see the taxes I was paying on that, I'll never forget when I first came down to Florida to sell real estate. I sold a house that was $2 million. $2 million. 
And as I was looking at all the docs, he was paying less in property taxes than my shanty in Elmwood Park. See how you get used to the water getting hot? Before you know it, you're a lobster. Al, how do I say your last name, Al? Kuypers? Kuypers? Kuypers, yeah. And you're a Republican nominee for the 80th District for the House. You got it. Yep. I'm running against Anthony DeLuca. Anthony DeLuca? Is that a Democrat? Yeah. Yeah. He's been in there 14 years. You call him Anthony? Anthony DeLuca. (laughs) He got a couple of road contracts, a little kickback. How you doing, Anthony? (laughs) Hey, you know, I talked to John Anthony about him, and he knew him because when uh, when he was in the house, yeah. His name is Anthony John and John Anthony, so he, he knew about him. But, he, uh, he sounds like a guy anyway. who's got stretch marks around his belly button. You need like a hubcap to cover up. Is he a big fat slob? <laughs> um, well, you know, what you guys were just talking about was the final straw, Sean. When, uh, when I seen him teaching the garbage to the kindergartners, I got 14 grandkids. I just couldn't take it no more, you know. Grandkids. <laughs> Well, you got yeah. someone that really likes uh, Saturday night. You got a son or a daughter. Who do you got there? Fourteen grand. Well, I got yeah, I got five of them. You know, yeah, five man. kids. So wow, they five kids. Good, you when know? you walked in the house, when you opened the door, what did it say? did Funky Town kick on over the house speakers? What the hell is going on in your house? It's fantastic, Al. <laughs> good for you. Oh man, it's nice. well, I, you know, I just retired last year. I was a union cement finisher. And the last thing on my mind was getting involved in politics. But, my sure. God, I'm like, we can't just stand around and watch this place get totally destroyed. And uh, I'm going to do what I can, you know. Hell, I love if it. If I can put an end to it. I love it. I love it. Where can people go to check your stuff out? Yeah, they could go to Kuiper's, the number 4 rep.com. Kuiper's 4 rep. All right. I like it. <laughs> my website. So, so you're going to be one of yeah. the good guys. You're going you're gonna to destroy all of this foreign policy corruption, which when you get in there, Al, and you start seeing these companies and you start seeing the billions upon billions, you gotta you got to break that apart, man. We need a good good couple of guys. I don't need any more of those guys like uh, uh, Adam Kinzinger, also known as Liz Cheney's oh Ranch. I don't want you yeah. tuning into one of those guys. No, I won't, brother. I won't. All right. I won't. Let me tell I, you, you know. That's what, that's what I say. I got a brother who lives in Indiana. His house is about the same as mine, what you were just saying about Florida. His taxes are less than 2500 Mine are oh, going to be 8000 next year. I just and, brought a friend you know, down. I just bought a friend down. He bought a house. He loved, you know, he loved. I just brought him down. He's like, you know what? I'm going to buy another one. We go look at another one. Now, this house is about in that six $700,000 range. Look at the house. Guess what the property taxes are, Al? $2,300. It's criminal. It's it's flat out criminal what yeah, we're see, going through. When here, you don't have you to know? pay for that union thug, that, that 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 big fat communist who can't say ask in the Chicago public school district, you can save some money, huh? Thanks for I wish you the best of luck, kid. Thanks. Thank you, Sean. God we'll bless. Be, we'll be back after this. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred Candace, you'll be first. Take it easy. I know you don't like to wait. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, I have to tell you, I looked him up. uh, DeLuca looks like somebody I know. And 
I think I'm more offended when an Italian is a Democrat. You see, because I understand what they left in Italy, who Mussolini was, the socialist. Then you come here and you sit on your ass while these Irish mafia short in the pants want to be gangsters, destroy your city, destroy your county and destroy your state. Oh, this is big waves, kid, in my old neighborhood. A lot of Democrats. My best friend growing up, mayor's son. But they weren't really Democrats. No, they weren't. They knew that this short-in-the-pants Irish mafia was where the fix was in, though, just like today. But when you're running circa 2022 America and you align yourself with the scum that are the Democrats that are destroying the quality of life in the same way the fascist Mussolini pig destroyed Italy, you make me sick to my stomach. So I don't care if I know you or I don't. If you're in on this mafia, you're a scumbag. If you tolerate the AOCs, the Talibs, if you tolerate the Madigans, the Burks, the Rod Blagojevich and his Irish gangster father-in-law, Dick, Little Dick, Mel, Little Dick Durbin, you kiss the ring. You're a, you're not a tough guy. You're not a, you're you're a disgrace to your heritage. You're a disgrace to your ancestors that left the corruption of the socialist Italian party. You come here. No wonder you sit on your ass as they throw it away because you're more interested in going to the tavern pretending to be a man. Those are the ones that make me sick. You know what else makes me sick? The new ones. Oh yes, they do. Who, by the way, are far less attractive than most Italian men. These are women. What is her name? Talib? Boy, oh boy. She's got Eskimos going, you're ugly. Did you ever see this girl? What a face. There's not a dark enough room or enough Viagra and Chevis in the entire country. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to align with pathways to net zero in 2050. Do you know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our global 2050 net Sterile targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, here you are from Michigan, which is a ghetto sewer, in particular your district of Sledge. And you're worried about ESG and you're talking to Jamie Dimon and the rest of the bankers? Huh, dummy? Why don't you worry about what's going on in your sewer back in Michigan? 1.5 degrees Celsius. So no new fossil fuel production starting today. So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list, because, again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That is fine. That's the answer. Face my word. Did you see this girl? She should be hunting seals. That's fine, sir. You know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably re- take out their account and close their account. The fact that you're not even there to help relieve many of the folks that are in debt, extreme debt because of student loan debt, and you're out there criticizing it. Hey, Brookfield Zoo face. Good. I like that. Let's draw the line in the sand. You take your deadbeat scumbags that don't want to pay their loans and you go to the government cheese bank. And let now I finally have a place to go. I hope to God, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, draw the line in the sand. I think they would be surprised, gladly, 
at what would happen if a bank came out and said, no, 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 this bank isn't for Democrats scum. It's time we all make that choice. Let the Talibs go somewhere else. And by the way, what are your new ESGs that you give Elon Musk, the only company that really was representative of your whole agenda? You give him a zero. Why? Because all of a sudden he's not in your mafia? Huh? Brookfield Zoo face? Uh, ESG, real or marketing? It's a complete fraud. Complete fraud. It's so ridiculous. Governance has been addressed. That's the CEO of Virgin uh, Galactic. This is the guy in charge of the space mission for Virgin. It's important to point out. That's, that's useful. But, you know, this idea that you're going to get a stamp that says, oh, listen, like, you know, my supplier, you know, I've offset their carbon credits and now I understand my... It's a joke. It's jargon. Um, and I think what people are doing right now is using it as a way to, you know, for example, like if you can paint yourself as ESG, in Europe, you can essentially borrow money from the ECB at negative rates. Negative rates. That means they pay you, squirrel. And do you know what happened to this gentleman? By the way, this is a while ago. This is when ESG first appeared. This is about it almost a year and a half ago, maybe a little more. You know what happened after this? Virgin Galactic got a zero rating. Ooh. So show me the mafia you are, you Democrat scum. At least you used to have standards. The old Democrats, they would have never let in Tlaib. They'd have put her in a zoo where she belongs. Over and, and give so you a massage it's like a, now. It's a carry, it's a carry trade. He doesn't want you touching and, him. Coronavirus. <laughs> Go, Chamath. Go, Chamath. Hold, hold on. But, but I, I personally believe in climate change. I, I think we need to do something. And so the problem with ESG is it's going to take years for this. But, for this, but like, when you hear J.P. Morgan yesterday say they're, no, they're not going to finance fossil fuels, or you hear Ed Bastian at Delta say he's going to spend $100 million of real money, by the way, effectively buying carbon offsets and investing in, in new biofuels every year, you say... Two things. J.P. Morgan, by saying what they said, will be able to borrow billions of dollars from the ECB at negative rates. You think that? And Jamie Dimon flipped his tune. But, you know, it's more of this Talib. More of this Talib I'm interested in. Because she said something else stupid yesterday. I want you all to know that among progressives, it has become clear that you cannot claim to hold progressive values, yet back Israel's apartheid government. And we will continue to push back and not accept this idea that you are progressive, progressive except for Philistine any longer. Who cares what she says? Really, who cares? Every time I look at your face, I'm so distracted. I can't focus on what's coming out of your mouth. You just make me throw up in mine. In the meantime, you were involved in a little scandal, a little bit of a scandal. Congresswoman and so-called squad member Rashida Tlaib in hot water for allegedly misusing campaign funds in 2018. There's a series of emails and other communications between Congressman Tlaib and her campaign that were released today by the House Ethics Committee. And it paints a picture of a congressional candidate desperate for money and willing to cut legal corners in order to siphon that money from her campaign. What happened to this investigation, Squirrel? Do you know what happened? I can't remember what happened to her. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to Jerez. Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib has made headlines twice in this past week for an ethics probe into her campaign spending, as well as the T-shirt she's selling. She was in Detroit tonight for a town hall meeting where she was not all that interested in answering our questions. We bring. She ran. Talib Bronze. Uh, Representative Talib has got a lot of attention because she's raised over a million dollars. A lot of those dollars are coming from California, coming from New York, coming from New Jersey. So what a lot of people want to know is why... So are the plans that she implements by prostituting government are payoffs to her contributors. 
that were a scandal at the time that went away mysteriously when the short in the pants Irish gypsy stole the election in 2020. Poof! All your problems went away. And that's the same mafia, these morons in Chicago, Illinois, like Daloka. They want to be in there. They're not upset with the scam. They just want some of the money. Because you can't earn it yourself, bust out. 312-642-5600. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. Yeah, please, don't insult the Italians. What a disgrace these Democrat roaches are, really. This is another thing I find offensive. The chaos that's destroying the quality of life was unleashed by the Democrat roaches. And now they thrive in it. But it's election time. So they're going to pass and try to pass phony bills, which is why I'm going to take this opportunity to introduce you to a guy you'd probably never hear of if you're not in Minnesota. His name is Pete Allen Stauber. He was a former professional hockey player, but more importantly, he's a retired cop, law enforcement officer. He's now a congressman. And what I like is he was willing to take on that cobblepot-looking freak Jerry Nadler, who I hope to God has the audacity to challenge this guy, because I'd love to see him pull his shirt over his head and slap his ears in. Mr. Speaker, I find myself pretty upset today. My colleagues on the other side of the aisle are trying to deceive the American people. Democrats are only bringing up these bills today because 46 days from a midterm election, they want the American people to suddenly and miraculously believe that they care about the crime crisis plaguing our nation. 219 Democrats voted to defund the police and take away resources from law enforcement, including qualified immunity. 219 Democrats voted for legislation that effectively destroyed the profession that I love so much. You can can laugh, Mr. Chair. I wore the uniform of local law enforcement, and that smirk upsets me. I like that. I like that a lot. What do we have some lady call and tell me Tlaib was not an Eskimo? I know she's not from Alaska. I was saying the Alaskans look at her and say, woof. After all, I know who Talib is. She's her great, 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 great grandmother inspired the Hajib. Even those Middle Easterners said, cover it up. Make no mistake. Democrats are the reason recruitment, retention, and morale of law enforcement officers is at an all-time low and crime is at an all-time high. The timing of these bills is an insult to the law enforcement community and the American people. To my Democrat colleagues, where were you when the protesters came to my state of Minnesota and set up GoFundMe pages to raise money? And you mean you mean Kamala Harris? You mean Kamala Harris, who's now going to tell you and the uh, the district or the uh, the Democrat AGs around the country that are allowing the scum, the gang banging roaches back out on the streets? She's going to tell them, hey, uh. This is truth now. You guys are helping with truth. What is that solution? Can you... Un- oh, wait, wait. Human beings, real people who... Ah, where is she? You are taking on, rightly, the crisis pregnancy centers. You know, doing it for the sake of a headline 
what we're seeing with these governors is is irresponsible in it. That's who he's talking about. Bail out violent criminals who assaulted and beat innocent people. Where were you when a member of the California delegation came to Minnesota to stir up aggression and hatred towards my brothers and sisters? They were giving him directions to Washington, D.C., and now he works for the FBI. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is one of my favorites. got about five, maybe eight favorites he's somebody i go to he's somebody i respect and the reason is he's been putting up a fight against the totalitarian leviathan for all of his adult life he is a senior legal fellow for heritage he is an expert on civil rights civil justice the first amendment immigration the rule of law government reform basically everything we need he is hans von spakovsky hans how are you Sean, I'm just doing. I'm doing great. I just want you to know it's supposed to drop uh, 30 or 40 degrees tonight in Washington. So I'm hoping tomorrow morning it'll be cold enough I can wear that great sweatshirt you sent me. Oh, I'm very excited about the sweatshirt. I, on the other hand, will be in a turquoise speedo <laughs> on the beaches of Florida. However, I want to talk about how we can save my country because I was excited yesterday, and I'll tell you why. A bunch of slip and fall lawyers, and I say this not insulting you. I have the utmost respect for you, but you remember I'm dealing with Democrats in Chicago. We're all tooling around their third wives in Winnetka. So what I want to do is take advantage of their audacity, and they are suing a politician. Can we do that now? Can we? Can we? That depends. I, I uh, haven't heard about this lawsuit. What are they suing the They're politician They're suing Ron for? DeSantis for... Um, <laughs> that suit. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, if this goes forward, if the, the, the government who runs the court system in their in their audacity and their greed, allows this to move forward to get some sort of a settlement out of Florida for the illegal aliens, does this open the door for lawsuits against politicians? Well, there are all kinds of lawsuits that are possible against politicians, but I will tell you that this is a frivolous lawsuit. It has no merit and, in fact, is just a political stunt. Uh, it's a class action lawsuit on behalf of these illegal aliens claiming that um, they were kidnapped. I think they were human trafficked up to Martha's Vineyard. All of that is ridiculous. Um, yeah. uh, the DeSantis state government um, went in and asked illegal aliens if they would like to be transported. They apparently consent consent uh, agreement saying, yeah, please take us up there. Uh, so there's no basis for this lawsuit. And and by the way, if if a court were to somehow uh, find liability against Governor DeSantis, well, then it's pretty clear that uh, Joe Biden would also be liable because, remember, what, what has the Biden administration been doing for the past two years? They have been... The country. 
Yes, exactly. Often uh, in the middle of the night without telling local authorities that they're about to drop these illegal aliens on them. So, the, like I said, it's a publicity stunt. Look, what ought to happen with that lawsuit is that uh, it should be immediately dismissed by the judge, and they should impose, the judge should impose sanctions on the lawyers who filed it for filing a frivolous lawsuit, something that, which, as you know, can be done under the federal rules of procedure. Hans, I um, I am walking around aggravated because the country that I love so much and those principles that it was built on to protect simple freedoms, simple freedoms like freedom of speech. It's commonplace now to have governments threaten citizens for speaking. I'm watching a uh, a capo in the Chicago Democrat Mafia with a ferret face by the name of Merrick Garland openly intimidate not just not criminals he's not intimidating criminals he's intimidating people who are republicans who supported donald trump he's threatening to take away your most basic freedoms how is this allowed how is this happening well it's because you have individuals like merrick garland uh unfortunately, in the government who have uh, a complete lack of ethics and who are willing to use government resources um, as a political weapon. And um, we we are in the fight of our lives right now over the future of this country, over uh, trying to protect the basic liberties uh, and freedoms that we all have uh, as, as Americans. I mean, this this is a fight. Um, it's, right now, it's a cold fight, but I think it's approaching the kind of crisis that we faced in the 1850s when we ended up in a hot civil war. Right now, we're in a cold civil war. I watched yesterday. I'm, I want to get to your article, and I, I, you know it's crucially important we do. But I watched yesterday as a as a buffoon who is a lawyer is charging the former president civilly for inflating real estate prices, for agreements and loans that were agreed to by big boys, banks who have due diligence periods, who have complete departments dedicated towards appraising value of borrowers. How can the government jump into this agreement? And if that's the case, how can I spur an AG of the Republican Party to jump into Pritzker who does the same thing with an entire entity and has for generations called the Hyatt Hotels. The exact same thing. In fact, he hires the same Chicago Democrat scourge Trump hired to lower their property taxes on Trump property in Chicago. This is something that I didn't know governments could do. Can they jump into private agreements? Well, uh, I I think there's a lot of questions about the legitimacy of this civil lawsuit filed by the uh, attorney general in New York. I mean, as, as Donald Trump pointed out in his interview on the Sean Hannity show, she made it a campaign promise that she was going to get Donald Trump. So in other words, you had someone who, who was not yet a prosecutor who didn't have any evidence, hadn't conducted any investigation saying that they were going to get uh, Donald Trump. That makes this look like a political stunt as opposed to a real lawsuit. And, and notice also, Sean, um, she didn't file a criminal 
prosecution. She filed a civil case. Now, why would she do something like that? Why? Because the standard of evidence, as you know from a criminal case, is much higher than for a civil case. And you and I both know also, apparently this is based on um, a personal financial statement that, that Trump submitted that was prepared not by Donald Trump, but by the chief financial officer of his company and an accounting firm, which means that he was relying on them to do proper uh, valuations. And you, you and I both know, right, when it comes to valuing assets, when it comes to valuing property, you can often get wildly differing estimates of the fair market value from different experts. Hans, this is my business. This is so preposterous yeah. to me because I could take the assets that I own, I could say they're worth whatever I want. When I go to borrow money, the entity I borrow money from verifies the value. They tell me what it's worth. And that's right. how you borrow money. If I'm in compliance, if I'm not in default, if there is no less pendants against me, how in the world is the government even in, even privy to these agreements? And in there lies the problem. When you and I were kids, right. property transferred for a dollar because one father would give to his son for love and affection, whatever the case is, we had rights of privacy. In this America, we have no privacy. And we as citizens have gotten used to this. And for that alone, I'd like to see countersuits filed. How in the world is the government privy and how can they air this? publicly outrageous to me how is this not live there's not liability of these government officials in particular the woman who had to have her dress let out and turn the podium into a shoebox by standing behind it how can this happen well again it's because you have abusive public officials and this is the kind of case where um uh you know look donald trump has made it very clear he's going to fight back and part of fighting back in a case like this is to file a countersuit against the official who, who filed this for abuse of her her office. Um, look, it, it's, it's going to be a huge court battle um, for him, and uh, it takes, you know, he's got hopefully the deep pockets that he can fight back. Um, Isn't that terrible? Kind of outrageous conduct. Yeah, but, but what I worry about, Sean, and I know you do too, are, are the folks who don't have the resources to fight back when the government comes after them. Hans, I have friends. I grew up in a rough neighborhood. I have friends. They'd rather fight 30 guys than face what they, what they could face for supporting Donald Trump. The reality is we are living in an America where there for your political opinions, you must now fear your government. That is unacceptable to me. In particular, when we have a government that the only real thing it's good at is corruption. And yet if you're in the right mafia party, you're held harmless. Ileana Omar has been proven to have donors who are involved in the largest scandal for feeding kids, the $250 million that just broke yesterday, 48 people indicted. We know at least two of them, and possibly more, have been direct campaign contributors to Ileana Omar. She won't see one investigation. We've got a, a, a Speaker of the House who the New York Times has to run a, a cover for, that says, oh, no, she's not worth $200 million. She's only worth $106 million, as they hide the assets of Paul, the drunken stumble bump. Come on now. I mean, what am I? It's not 1943. I'm not a moron. I don't, have a, I don't shoot, shine shoes and can't read. How is this acceptable 
in a nation built on law? Well, the problem is, is that uh, we have one side of the political arena who doesn't believe in the rule of law. And those are the people we are fighting against. And those are the folks, you know, they're the, the people you've just mentioned are all part of that um, that political side that not only doesn't believe in the rule of law, but has complete and utter contempt for the Constitution. And in particular, for example, with Nancy Pelosi, the limit the Constitution imposes on the power of Congress. I mean, she just doesn't believe in that. She thinks that she and Congress can do anything they want. And that's why I keep saying we are in a, in a fight for the future of this country right now. And it's an intense fight. And are we going to win? I don't know. I remain optimistic, but we're in a, we're in the battle of our lives for, for this country. And, and the problem is, you know, this country's held together by consent. I revoke my consent. I, I speak for myself, have absolutely, I really am speaking for millions, but for, for, for argument's sake, we'll use myself. It is obvious to me that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is corrupt. I say this as somebody who grew up in Chicago, where the Federal Bureau of Investigation's headquarters is a quarter mile away from the most notorious mobster to ever be in the country. His name is Mike Madigan, Speaker of the House of Illinois. He ran an organized syndicate for 50 years. It operated a quarter mile away from the FBI. They rarely investigated after it, was, it came obvious, this guy's worth hundreds of millions. How did this happen? 60% of all commercial property owners used one firm to lower their property taxes. At that point, it was undeniable. And they indict him, and he'll never see the inside of a courtroom. That's just my own hometown. We see nationally the way the FBI is used as a political weapon by a guy from Chicago named Merrick Garland to intimidate people who went to a rally. Yet we have senators like Ted Cruz, congressmen, ask FBI directors, who is Ray Epps? Were there people involved in citing violence? All the rest of it. We have Bob Creamer, Jan Schakowsky, a congressman, husband who is traced back to the root of the Trump rally violence that he set up that violence. No investigation. Do I have to wait for the Republicans to win? I shouldn't be in this predicament because to be quite honest with you, I'm repulsed by many Republicans, not just old lady face Mitch McConnell. I shouldn't have to be in this duopoly. I shouldn't be a pawn in this game. I should be a citizen that this government represents and that they do that by enforcing the law. Yet it all depends who's in charge. And that brings me back to the fact, aren't we just a third world banana republic at this point? I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's quite that bad. Uh, and I understand your frustration, but look, people are starting to fight back. And I give you one example of that. Um, look, we've got school board races all over the country now where parents who got angry over the the CRT, the, the racist propaganda being taught to their kids who got mad about that, who are starting to win school board races. Think about the fact that the rogue prosecutor in San Francisco, the, 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 the radical leftist who uh, refused to prosecute criminals, got thrown out of court. Even in that town, liberals recalled him and got him out of office. I, those Those are all signs of positive change. Yeah, we still have a lot of other problems, but um, I think there are a lot of regular, average, everyday Americans, the kind of folks you and I uh, 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 agree with and talk to, 
who are starting to get involved and, and fight back. And I think those are good examples of that. You know, Hans, can the people, and I, you know, I say this being from Chicago, we have, I think it's 72, if not more, um, people who have been murdered from Kim Fox and the uh, Chicago Democrat judges letting criminals out that have been arrested by the Chicago Police Department. And within hours, they go out and murder somebody. Now, they remove the guy in San Francisco. Can victims of these obvious political, not even decisions, political corruption, can they sue these people civilly now that you see an AG? Can an AG, if we get a Republican AG, sue a former politician now for, for this kind of uh, lack of duty to, to, to not hold up the principles of, of law? Can they be held in contempt or held liable for this kind of atrocity? I mean, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of families who are victims of, of criminals that the police already arrested. Is, do they just get away with this? Yeah, unfortunately they do, unless you can show that a prosecutor acted uh, un, unethically. Uh, it's very hard to do anything about them. I mean, that, that has happened. Um, the best example of that is, remember years ago, the local county prosecutor in North Carolina that prosecuted members of the lacrosse, Duke lacrosse team Right, And it turned out he, he had ex- evidence showing that they hadn't done any of the things that they uh, were accused of, and yet he tried to prosecute them anyway because uh, he thought it would help his re-election. Fortunately, all of that was discovered. The prosecutions were stopped, and, you know, he was actually had his, he not only was he removed from office, but his bar license and ability to practice law was taken away. Um, I think now he has to more, be a lobbyist. Yeah, more actions like that need to be taken against prosecutors who abuse their office. All right, I'm going to let you go, but before I do, uh, I was watching the UN, the embarrassment yesterday with uh, the dimwit and diapers, <laughs> embarrassing the country. Right. What if we go to the UN and we say that the Sinaloa cartel has invaded us and we want our country back? You think we can have any sway there? No, because the U.N., there's there's just too many people at the U.N. who don't like the United States. There are too many third-world dictatorships there with with authority uh, to to get, uh, you know, the United Nations isn't going to do anything about that. Well, the good news is they might get carjacked. After all, they're in New York. In the meantime, (laughs) when you wear my sweatshirt, because I really like you, I don't want to see you get picked up by the van. You just wear it around the house, will you please? Okay, I will do that. (laughs) Hans von Spakovsky, thank you and Heritage Foundation for everything you do. You can check out his article in PJ Media. I really appreciate you coming on, Hans. Thank you. Sure, sure thanks, John. Anytime. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, I want to play you any twosome, newsome. Miles, I'm going to get to you. Hang on, because it plays right into this. Newsome, Gavin Newsome in California, arguably, aside from Fatso Pritzker and the uh, Cuomo, who's guilty of killing who knows how many seniors as he moved them into places or he moved the COVID people into the senior homes could be the worst governor in America. And his 
in-laws, his, his wife's mother and father moved a quarter of a mile away from me in Naples, Florida. His in-laws left California along with hundreds of thousands of other people. But in his delusion, he's Cary Grant and California is a good place to leave. Are more people leaving California for Texas or leaving Texas for California? Well, we lost about 182,000 folks in the last... But how do you explain that against the backdrop of those very remarkable... By the way, you know how they get to only that number? They're counting all of the homeless people. They're counting all of the illegal aliens. They're calling, counting everything they can to keep that number under 200,000. But it's very comparable to Illinois, which has lost 330, I believe, in the last year and a half statistics you just cited um, many factors and there's been two deep analysis that drives the number one factor the most the, the vast majority almost the entire amount impacted because of the visa policies in the trump administration what? i mean our formula for success is getting first round draft choice around the rest of the world i mean we're as dumb as we want to be this whole damn border debate is made up it's made up where's congress where the hell are they they haven't done their job What's happened is an invasion on the southern border, and you could, they're going to wrap it up in the people, and they're going to say that they're victims. I've got KJP. I've got this idiot vice president. But what they're, what they're in denial of is that if you took the, the legal people who've moved out of these Democrat sewers, the failure would be evident. That's why they don't mind the invasion by the Sinaloas, by MS-13. They don't mind the deaths of fentanyl. They don't mind any of it. Because in these Democrat sewers, they need the count. Miles on 294. Yeah, yeah Sean. Uh, I've been going through the Safety Act, the 760 pages, and they crammed the uh, provision in there that allows the Attorney General to sue any governmental agency, police department, mayor, city council, for infringing on people's rights. And I'm sure... They did that because they never presumed we'd ever have a Republican attorney general. But they could be hoisted on their own petard if uh, if we got a Republican attorney general and started suing Lori Lightfoot. Oh, I, I, I think that how, how they could how there could be no liability for turning hundreds of thousands of people into victims. You know, you know how many of the, the crimes don't even hit the news or hit the charts? Especially if you go out of Cook County and you realize exactly what's happening by the same philosophy in these Democrat-run sewers around Illinois. I mean, it's... it's, These politicians cover themselves, Sean? What's that? Qualified immunity. These politicians cover themselves and all the statutes with immunity, like they did with the sanctuary state stuff. So that's a, a problem on suing and... The judges have a great immunity for anything they do. Miles, but I'm more interested in how they got qualified immunity. I'm dead serious about this. How did we allow this to happen? Can you imagine how easy things would be to fix if you could civilly go after these front-running, inside-trading political whores who sell government policy to the highest bidder? You know how outrageous it's so it is? It's so uh, easy to buy people as long as that much money is involved. Well, look, you have this idiot in Chicago. Immunity. Who's the idiot, the third, the, the, the Emil Jones? $5,000? Yeah. $5,000, the red light camera gave this $2 whore. $5,000. How many tens of millions of dollars has this company made and on poor people? And Emil Jones just sold it for five grand. So now think about how many Congress dimwits, like Ileana Omar, 
like uh, Rashida Talib, good looking though she isn't. How many? Uh, and you understand why all these these windmill companies, these phony solar scams, why they bribe them? The policies but deliver they... billions. I mean, this has to come to an end, or we could pretend we're going to win if we get Republicans. But the reality is, a lot of them do the same thing. So until we hold them liable, how are you ever going to stop it? But you start suing them, you start taking away the money they're stealing from the people, you might fix things, Miles. And by the way, they, can I tell you something? They, Thank you they, they for reading the bill. Own, uh, they might have to live with their own, own work. Can I ask you another question? How long did it take you, and what page are you on? I'm not all the way through it yet. Oh, I can't imagine you are. But how long have how, what page are you on? Are you halfway through it? I'm about halfway through it. I started the underline some of the uh, edits on it, so I've been uh, skipping the pages with the major underlines. Now think about the the, the Democrats' through. scum that passed this bill in an hour, one hour, which goes to show you they're not politicians or representatives. They're step-and-fetch mafioso who were told from a beanbag with buttery hands, never worked a day in his life, vote for it. And all these guys like, the loca, tough guy. Okay, fatso. I can't stand it, Miles. Thank you very much for enraging me. That's how it really works. Here's an honest man who you could tell can read. Spend days, he's halfway through. Yet the Democrat mafia, like the loca, how you doing? You just voted for it, huh, dummy? Huh, dummy? Get to drive around with your hair all slicked back like a man. What do, they, what do they make, these state reps? What do they make, a couple hundred grand a year? Driving around like a real accomplishment. You're a two-dollar whore, just like Emil Jones, scumbag. And every rat Democrat, every step and fetch to this fat pig trust fund baby. George Hoffman Estates. Hey, Sean, how are you, my brother? Uh, you enraged a little bit? Nah, that's all right, man. That's the way I love you, man. So, oh, thank you. Hey, thank hey you. you know... You talked about, I wonder what the combined SAT scores of these these amazing representatives uh, that we have, Congress people. I mean, you mentioned Stacey Abrams earlier, and Georgia, Hank Johnson. This was the guy who thought that Guam was going to tip over if we put too many people on one side of the <laughs> Did you island. see him? Hey, did you, you see know? him the other day? He was all dolled up in his gray, in his gray uh, herringbone suit. He had the tie on right, to match right. his hair. His gray looked Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Looked absolutely fantastic. Thought the island was going to flip over, but man, oh man, is he sharp. Sharp. Yeah, yeah, sharp like that. That's who should be representing me and making decisions for me, Sean. Absolutely, buddy. You know, thank goodness. George. Get out but of there. Sean, I, I got, got the best I... congressman, Byron Donalds. Listen to me. I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. The best kid in the world wants to go fight every day. And he is not afraid of anything. That's the kind of congressman we need. So if you, Illinois can't deliver it. it to you, George, you get your ass over by me. The weather's better. By the way, I saw a thong today. I, I you? know. I know. You didn't see it. Sean, it won't be long. It won't be long before I see it, but I got kids here, too. Hey, Sean, one other quick thing there for you. Number one, thank you so much for having Tillman on yesterday. I've met that guy. What a wonderful Oh, I like person. him a what lot. What a great yeah. mind, he without is, a yeah. doubt. But, hey, Sean, here's something else. And I know we stopped the movies on Friday afternoon because you, we're getting a lot of repeats and stuff. But I'm going to tell you what. I would say let's jump this thing over to songs and some of the songs that we hear. And I got one for you, Sean, if you can. The song is called The Monster by Steppenwolf. And everyone knows Born to be Wild, Magic Carpet Ride. But yeah. listen to this song. Johnny Kay, an immigrant here, talks about how great America was, what it started, what, what it came from. It was called The Monster. And George? he looks at it now, even though this was written in the early 70s, 
my goodness, sir, it applies so much to us right now. Thank so. you very much. Okay. We will look into it. Squirrel is on the case. Let's go to hopefully another congressman, although he looks like a Santa Claus. Chuck in Dullivan, Wisconsin. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I cracked the code. If I go down the roads and I see a Michael sign and a Johnson sign, then I pull in the driveway and say, hey, how you doing? And they don't have the sign for my opponent. And they go, we ain't voting for that guy. And I had the one guy today, I stopped right in Muskego. There's like 5,000 cars go by his house. And I go, what do you think? He says, I've already heard about you. He says, let's go put the sign up in the front yard. I now, when you stop the car, you don't have on those dirty coveralls, do you, with your dirty boots? I mean, you get out of there like a guy, like a businessman. I mean, I don't want you to dress like Daloka, but I want you to doll it up a little bit. Can you comb the hair maybe or no? What are we going with? Well, it, I usually uh, have my hard hat on because I'm on my way home from work, and I don't want to take it off because then I got the hat hair, you know, the hat hat. Because I've met you, so and, I, and Hell's Angels pull over to ask if you're all right. In the meantime, snap it up a little bit, will you, kid? Uh, thanks. Thank you very much, Chuck and Dullivan. Everyone vote for Chuck and Dullivan in Wisconsin. Otherwise, you could have Mandela Barnes, the communist. Idiots. Go ahead. Turn into Illinois, I dare you. See how fast that real estate plummets in Lake Geneva. Of course, you'll still be selling hamburgers to that fat pig governor from Illinois. I'll be back. Take the rest of your calls. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I want to see Chuck and Dullivan become a congressman just because I can't wait for the first meeting with Saggy Pelosi. I can't. Can you imagine the first time she gets a load of Chuck and Dullivan? I think it'll be fantastic. After all, I'm getting sick and tired of this 80-year-old. She's 82, isn't she? Saggy? Saddest part is she's not the most despicable-looking congressperson on the Democrat female side. I'm, I'm, I'm President Biden is the president of the United States. He did a great service to our country. He defeated Donald Trump. Let's not forget that. If you care about the air we breathe, the water we drink, the education of our children, jobs for our, our um, uh-huh. their families, pensions for their seniors... Any subject you can name, I'm, I'm not going into politics about whether the president should uh, should run or not. Just go into economic tips because you, with that intellect, that big giant brain of yours that cannot form a sentence, you're worth at least, by the papers that defend you, 106 million. I know that when we add up your brother or your your husband and the real estate, I know you're well over 400 million. Especially if we throw in the value of the vineyard. Oh yes. Maybe you could give us some economic tips. Maybe, maybe, oh, maybe you could help KJP. She's always good for a little advice when it comes to the economics of things. Where's my little clicker? Do you think the name of it is a little misleading? Because the the only thing is the Congressional Budget Office says it would have a negligible effect on inflation, although it did lower prices, and I agree those are all good things. Does it really affect? Hold on, hold on, you talking mannequin. Where did it lower prices? Hey, dimwit. My word. Do we have to tolerate it? Why, why do I have to tolerate Because they're Democrats, or they're women, or they're just stupid. Why do I have to tolerate this stupidity? Does. I will point you to 126 economists who have said this is... Is that the same 126 economists who talk about your green energy boondoggle and your 1.6 degrees and your CO2? It's all a scam, toots. Going to be a change, uh, a change maker. It's going to have effect on inflation. It's a change maker. 
It's going to work the exact way I said it would work in the first segment. It is a weapon to destroy the prosperity of the individual because what your ideology thrives on, what it lives on, what it breathes on, is people who are dependent on it. That's how you build ghettos. You weren't happy with the sewer states you've already destroyed and the municipalities that were once great like Chicago. Now you want the whole country, huh, Dimwit? Sideshow Bob. Nick Kenosha. Hey, I was just calling, because um, I know you've mentioned Mandela Barnes quite a bit lately. I was talking with the doctor I work with and uh, one of my employees about how scary the idea of Mandela Barnes being elected is. Do you know and how many clips almost... I don't play of him? I don't play. See, I, that's, that's why I'm terrible at radio. I don't play the clips the way they should be. I don't point out the kind of communist he is. The admitted failure he is, how he supported defund me, the de, defund, defunding the police. He was in the forefront of that. How he turned. Yeah, I mean, there's screenshots of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And you know something? He has a chance, number one, not because more Wisconsin, Wisconsin citizens support him, but because they already stole an election in Wisconsin. They already had. And that's that. Yeah. That was a part of our discussion today, too. I was like, I mean, I, you know, my, my, my one employee is, is almost, you know, he's just like, I'm not voting anymore. It, it clearly doesn't matter. And that's scary. Like, that's very scary. It's scary, Nick. But what you have to remind them is he may not think he's voting. Oh, but he's voting. And we, we subscribe to a system that cannot be audited. And we rely on the results by the most proven pathological liars in our country, the government itself. And in there lies the problem. By the way, Nick, you know you inspire me. I, was, I, I know we're talking about Mandela Barnes, but you remember how I opened the show and we talk about the corruption that needed to go forward as they got Trump out of there, why they needed to steal the election. And I'm reminded of the only time the Pentagon has ever been audited. The Pentagon has finished its first ever audit, possibly the biggest, most complex audit ever done. So it's fair to say the agency had low expectations. Deputy Secretary of Defense Patrick Shanahan said Thursday, we failed the audit, but we never expected to pass it. As Shanahan... We failed the audit, we never expected to pass it. We can't find $4.8 trillion. Oh, okay. It's all making sense, huh, pigeons? I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night.